Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, and thank you for joining our series on echocardiography. I'm really excited about this roundtable today, which we're going to focus on tools for the technician. I'm Val McLaughlin from the University of Michigan, and I am so thrilled today to be joined by Betia Celestin from Stanford and Ahmed Sadek from Temple. Betia, Ahmed, thank you for joining me. Thank, thank you. you. So, you know, we're all cardiologists and, you know, let's admit it, probably 95% of our training spends time on on the left side of the heart. There's actually very little focus on the right ventricle, but this is so important on echo in the assessment of pulmonary hypertension. Betia, tell me a little bit about what you think technicians really need to pay attention to, to get good information about the right heart and pulmonary vasculature as they acquire images. Yeah, thank you, Val. Yes, when is the technician have to acquire this uh, this feature, the Harvey feature for pulmonary hypertension, we have to focus really on the right heart anatomy, but all the features that we already present. Uh, it's all about the Harvey SP or how to acquire a good signal try to have a good quality of the signal. And all the features about the Harvey function, about the, the right atrial uh, area, and all, all these features in the right heart uh, function. So the quality is really important for the technician. So they have to train to have a good quality. And we can have like some help to to try to have an assessment of this quality and help them in the reporting, for example, and to to have like some report um, assessment of the quality, for example. Yeah, Q- QC and continuous education is, is really important. Ahmed, when you look at echoes or echo reports from, you know, perhaps centers that that don't focus as much on pulmonary hypertension as yours does, what which important um, measurements are most often missing from echo reports? Right. Um, I think the short axis interventricular septal flattening is almost always there because it's part of any routine echo. But I think the thing that gets missed out a lot when I'm looking at echoes from outside institutions is actually the that pulse wave Doppler of the RVOT very frequently is not there. And it's 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 a it's kind of a missed opportunity to look at that notching and look for signs of, of kind of that are more specific for pulmonary vascular resistance. I think that's one of the big ones. And most of the echoes are done kind of with a more LV focus. And so the RV is in a lot of times is never fully in view. And so you never see kind of the free wall. Um, and so you don't actually get a nice kind of visual assessment of the function and or or for or in other situations, you never get a full four chamber view. Either the left ventricle is out of the view, or the RV is out of the view. And key to my assessment of RV size is comparing it to the left ventricle. So having them both well in view is something that frequently is is left out. What about objective assessments of RV function, Ahmed? We 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 can do that now. Do you often find those missing from echo reports? Sometimes um, the TAPSI I see pretty good, pretty well, and that that comes up pretty frequently. I never really see the tissue Doppler, 
And um, something like longitudinal strain, I think, is, a, is, is, is something that's really not done very frequently at all. But, but I think that, that requires more specialized. But even the tissue Doppler as a complementary to the TAPSI, I think, is especially helpful. Yeah, or fractional area change. You know, Betsy, this is technically challenging. And if you don't do it all the time, you know, may, maybe there are some opportunities to help technicians learn about some of these views and some of these tools. Are you aware of anything that might be a good resource for them? Yes, of course. We we already talked about the data set that we can have in the in the Ecolab, for example, but if you want to train like uh, after uh, like in your break time and we have like some good tools like the right the Ecolite hub, for example, and you can train and have some cases of uh, pulmonary hypertension or other cases like you have some some difficulties uh, to for some assessment and you can train to answer of some cases and and to try to have a good knowledge uh, of how to do the diagnosis of pulmonary hypertension so you can use this tool like the ecoright to help tools to train and uh, to try to improve your knowledge in pulmonary, pulmonary hypertension images. Yeah, that's great. That's a wonderful tool to practice on. And of course, one of my favorite images from the most recent ERS ESC guidelines is that figure that has all of the complementary echo data, not just the RVSP, but all the other measurements that help you assess the right ventricle and the pulmonary vasculature. Well, Betia Ahmed, thank you so much for joining me today. This is a really important topic because without good images, we, we don't really get good information. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.